Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Finding Harmony podcast with me, your host, Harmony Slater. Hi, thanks for tuning in today. I'm here with my co-host, recently promoted Russell Case. I know, I'm still all buzzed about it. And we're so happy to have Timo Wittich joining us. He is a fellow Ashtanga Yoga teacher and practitioner. He came to the practice uh, almost two decades ago, somewhere in the middle between between then and now, and also is a deep Buddhist uh, practitioner and teacher of mindfulness meditation uh, in the Buddhist lineage. So hi, Timo. How are you doing? Hi, good. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're also from Germany. I forgot to say that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You will hear that. It's not a British accent. It's a clear German accent, which is coming through. Yeah, I I thought you were American, but listening to you here on the radio, I can really hear that you are German. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Mr. Sherlock's very good work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We we met in uh, in New York, I think. We met it uh, on tour with uh, with Padma Guru Arshara Choi. Is is that correct? Do I have that right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, And so I wanted to ask you about your relationship to Ashtanga, relationship to to Arsharat, and and I wanted to know. Um, I think our listeners would like to know what what that relationship means to you. Um, yeah, I mean Ashtanga played and is playing a great role in my life. I started at thirteen. 14 years ago, something around that, and um, it was a life changing event and i started out in cologne at that time and um Köln. Köln, exactly yeah. and, <laughs> and um, it's called <laughs> yeah, Köln, we, yeah we were discussing that that Köln and cologne is the same and how to pronounce it Köln. the yeah. the, the people yeah. from Köln they they say more color i'm from color um, oh. So that's a that's a dialect. We are very proud of our dialect and our um, folkloristic things over there. We have a big carnival tradition and all that. So it's oh, and, a, and and we have a we, we all love our uh, soccer club uh, FC Köln and um, there are many songs uh, in dialect. So it's yeah, it's Köln. I just I just learned I just learned yesterday that carnival is a it's latin and it means to put the flesh away yeah yes exactly it was the 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 the, the starting of the of the fasting season or after oh, after yeah. after carnival you yeah, so and it's yeah. a very catholic cologne is a very uh, catholic uh, city and the nice oh. thing with the catholics is that uh, you can uh, uh, you can confess your sins afterwards and you go into the carnival and uh, you do a lot of things, and uh, <laughs> after that, you burn a kind of, uh, they call it nubel, and that's a, f- a figure, uh, a statue or something, and they, they burn it, and they're really yelling at it that it is his fault what we did all during that week, and uh, then, you know, they say, okay, but now you're free of your sins, and you can go oh. into the into the fasting uh, season yeah. now. After. Just before, this is just before Lent, right? This is, yeah, yeah, the, the, um, yeah. the, the, the uh, Shrovetide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Shrovetide. Yeah. yeah. It's the yeah. weeks before Lent yeah. and the Mardi Gras is the Tuesday, the, the right before Ash Wednesday, the fat, the fat day. Yeah. And so in New Orleans, we would always like put the flesh out before <laughs> you put the flesh in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It sounds like uh, there was some bad behavior at the carnival in Cologne, also. Well, well, yeah. Yes. Well, poor. I don't know. Extravagant. Well, necessary. Everyone is necessary. Yeah. You know the the. They call it Yekken. The the fools are taking over the town hall. It's a ritual, uh, and then yeah. the whole city is in in chaos and in anarchy kind of uh, thing. There's a lot of beer, Kölsch. I mean, Köln, Kölsch, Kölsch is a, yeah. the, the, a traditional um, beer there, and of course, then uh, 
things things happen. It's like purge. And so like you you do the purge and it gets all of the emotions out and and yeah. everybody yeah. gets to to kind of um, work Let out loose. their aggressions and their tensions yes. and free themselves. And bringing out the winter, you know, just chasing yeah. out the winter demons and ghosts. So it has something to do with that as well. Some pagan yeah. rituals. Uh, yeah, they, I think this is a, there's a day um, in April where we round up the Jews and we, and we march them out of town with a pitchfork. No. <laughs> there's the, that's a day. That's in April, right? So is it April 13th? What yeah, is it? That? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, I, tell I me more about the no the um the your relationship why did you feel like you needed ashtanga yoga was it all of the purging well yeah exactly no i was working in mm. uh, in the advertising industry at that time and i was uh there was a long hours stressful working for uh the bigger networks big clients i was doing uh yeah it was a kind of tough job with long commuting hours as well. I lived in Cologne and worked in Düsseldorf, which is normally maybe just a half an hour, but in rush hour, you can easily have two hours on the highway like that. So it was quite, uh, quite a lot of sitting, a lot of stress. And uh, I had some old injuries from uh, from other sports. And uh, we, I guess we, we had some body workers in the agency at that time who helped us, uh, you know, like treating the, the racehorses quite good so that we could sit and work longer. So they came in and they massaged us and everything. And he came up and said, you should try uh, yoga. And I said, yeah, maybe that could be something. And I, uh, I went to a yoga studio and randomly it was an Ashtanga yoga studio. And I signed up for, for the, um, for the class, and it was like, wow, the first sense salutation is, wow, why haven't I come to that earlier? You know, I was always very sp sportive into movement, martial arts, and all that mm -hmm. stuff, and this was a new dimension, a new thing did, for me, and yeah. Was, did you find it, like, difficult? Because you're, like, a big guy. Yeah. Like, I'm, you're I'm muscly. Not like a big guy. He is a, he is a big <laughs> man. I am, and I... I, I <laughs> I was always the stiffest guy in class and I am always still the even yeah I guess you can find a couple of people in Mysore who were stiffer than me at that time <laughs> I was used to uh, getting tortured uh, by Sharad as well and uh, yeah <laughs> just pretzeling me and all just letting yeah I, yeah all that so I was um, it was a challenge it was it wasn't that didn't care. It wasn't easy, easy, right? No, yeah. absolutely not. And but I showed up every day from that day on. I guess I, I, it, I was really on the hook, and I was um, before I commuted to, I went to Düsseldorf. I showed up there every morning, did my practice, and it was it changed the whole day. And the, the and I could feel that, and this embodied awareness that there was changing something and together with this sand practice at the beginning then into vipassana and more to the early um buddhist traditional uh practices then it was uh, it, uh yeah it was it was something really really life-changing and special and at that time you you would put them all in the same bucket that all of these practices went together well the hub for me that what it holds together is the mindfulness practice, mm -hmm. the being being aware with all the qualities of mindfulness which comes to play into that. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. It's a so, it's a mindfulness practice for me, the the the, the yoga the practice. The asana, yeah. yeah. So the, so there's no so if you are being mindful that if you're if you are sitting or if you are in a in a triangle pose, it's this—it's the same. You are still absorbing yourself in this, in this uh, uh, mindfulness. Yeah, yeah. It's a kind of—it's a—it's a meditation. There are different. You can do the sitting meditation, which has a, which, which has a different quality. I mean, the the deepness and the absorption which you can get in a sitting meditation is completely different than in a moving meditation but if you define meditation as i would say it's a it's a 
establishing an intelligent relationship to your experience, then it's then everything can be a meditation, you know. That, see, that's that's what I thought. That at this point, like if everything becomes a meditation, then you know, then also advertising can become a mindfulness practice, and driving a Porsche to work <laughs> can be a mindfulness practice if done the right way. Yeah, I mean, you have to. A very big and important aspect in mindfulness for me is the the ethical part, you know. And you yeah. have to, I mean, you have to consider this. Maybe it's not just just being being aware, and um, it's about a relationship to something, to a meditative object, or to your to to your environment, to your friends, to your family, to all the people. And it's uh, this relationship can have different qualities. And what hmm. you're bringing, the more wholesome qualities you're bringing to this relationship, the more wholesome and better it can get. It's, it's interesting because my, my first, very first teacher was Adolf Weichsler. Mm -hmm. um, he was uh, Austrian. He was, he was teaching uh, in Chicago. And uh, he had been a, a celibate, a brahmacharya for, I think, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And then one day I found out just recently that Suda had uh, gotten a girlfriend and bought a Porsche. And mm -hmm. I thought, well, that's, that's amazing. He's really, he's actually, um, he's been successful <laughs> in mm -hmm. his practice. And he can now do, not just practice, but he can actually be mindful and still have all of these things like like girlfriends and cars mm. it's tough i think it's really tough though it's something you have to work for work towards well i mean it it's like everything in life what are your values what are what is your ethical approach and uh if that is aligned with your values yeah 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 can can be I don't know what to what you can should put into this uh, as an ethical thing. If it's a Porsche, yeah, I have an old Porsche. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, fifty. I, I have really... a classical car as well, and it's it's nice to have. It's twenty. I bought it twenty years ago, but I wouldn't consider it as a as my spiritual practice. <laughs> 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 yeah but, but there was a book right the zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance yeah and you you have this you have this bmw motorcycle and the care and practice of it is a spiritual practice yeah and i was like this is really fascinating at this point so yeah. what is your classic car what do you have oh god should we really talk about it it's it's, yes, it's, it's actually it's an it's an old uh 9 yeah, I, I bought oh. it. I bought it uh, twenty years ago when they were really cheap, and yeah. uh, um, it's from '69. So nobody wanted to have those at that time, oh, and wow. um, and now it's uh, yeah. But it's I, I rarely drive it. It's it's in the garage somewhere, and it's I. It's better to sell it and give it to someone who has more fun with it. Now it's just, I guess it has to be out on the road. Okay. But Why I have five hundred dollars. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. It's so funny that you mentioned it. There's so many circles in our podcast because my mother just recently on the podcast told a story about she was nine months pregnant with me and almost died in a Porsche 911. Yeah. And it's really funny that you would bring that up. It's so okay. funny. <laughs> I think it's really that's really interesting. This ethical aspect that you bring up and talking about our relationships to things and, and that mindfulness isn't just about being present of the moment no, or what's happening. No. I mean, that's a part of it, but like also being mindful of the interconnectedness of ourselves to everything else. Exactly. And it's, it's, you know, if you look back at, we don't know really much about the Buddha, but what we can see that he wasn't just a spiritual teacher. He was a, he was a social reformer and activist That's as well. Right. And mm -hmm. he and the and what he established there was was the way of life. It was a, and the main word in this is 
uh, it's not meditation or mindfulness. It's bhavana. It's cultivating. Yeah. It's it's uh, bringing into being. And uh, this is. I always wondered why we are using, for example, meditation as the thing we are doing there. Meditation is is more related. If you go back to the Latin word, it's meditare. It's thinking. And it's in the Christian mm-hmm. context, it's it's more thinking, pondering about a text, and that's not what we are doing with uh, with sati, with the Pali word for mindfulness, which is uh, is more translated as remembering. Smriti is the Sanskrit mm-hmm. word of that, right? And, and so it's more recollecting the present moment, maybe. So. So it's it's a lot about um, translation and words as well, and being precise with which what we are doing. But back to um, the the cultivation, it's the bhavana, and it's mostly used in a compound. So there was there's chitta bhavana. This is the cultivation of the mind, which we would now translate as meditation. But there's as well sila. Um, bhavana, which is more the the environment. There's kaya bhavana, which is more the relation to the to the environment. And there's uh, there's panya uh, <laughs> bhavana, which is the, the the relation to wisdom. So it it was much more, you know. It was a whole cultivation of all aspects of life. That's beautiful. I love that. I love this this. Uh re-looking at it as a bhavana bringing or a manifesting of of something right or of a quality yeah i mean that's sort of how i always bringing into being you said yeah and so then we're bringing into being like an aspect of our mind i would guess or sila being uh bringing into being a uh how we relate to others yeah, yeah, good relationship with our external world, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, and that's, I think that's that's also very beautiful because it it helps us like break apart categories and and even it's so it's an irony, right? Because we are further defining terms in order to to explode the meaning uh, or con or the constriction of a term. And, mm-hmm. and I guess what I mean is in the way that Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance means that you can bring uh, Zen or mindfulness uh, to every activity, whereas yoga is this, is this uh, bound construct where people say, oh, that's yoga. That's a white girl in a, in a gym on a yoga mat in Lululemon. I know what yoga is. Therefore, it is, it's a, it's a, it's a bound concept and it has no expansion. Mm-hmm. But when you have this, as you describe bhavana, then your, your yoga practice is something that permeates through your life. You know, we are this the a very interesting aspect, and in this is as well that we are cultivating all the time something, and when we are not mm-hmm. cultivating wholesome aspects or cultivating liberation or whatever you want say then you're cultivating maybe something not so good but you're you you you're cultivating the whole mm-hmm. time you're bringing things into being mm-hmm. you're, you're having thoughts yeah. you're having so yeah. and it's about uh, the intention as well yeah. a very key um key uh, concept or word in, in, in the early buddhism as well the intention which you're bringing to that cultivation and um, so being aware that we are cultivating all the time, we are bringing things into being. Yeah, whether we're, we're aware of our cultivation or not. Right? Exactly. And then mindfulness <laughs> comes into play, of course. Yeah. 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 Mindfulness can help us. Yeah. Increase, increase the awareness of, of what exactly it is we're cultivating. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so, it's so beautifully said. I, I remember... Um, when I was in, in college, uh, a young Portuguese man came up to me and said, look, man, you're either, you know, creating love or you're destroying yourself further. That's it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was so beautifully said and I, had, and I was struck by it, but mm-hmm. I'm now seeing it exactly in, 
in the context of what you're describing mm. as a completely um, uh, as an insight as an insight to our human nature that is uh, gosh I'm struggling to define this this sentence because I I, I don't want to call it Buddhist because no it's it just, is. It's, it doesn't it, it's not it's not I mean the the thing these are categories as well and yeah there's there's some things the the Buddha says is that well it's seen by the wise he he didn't say it's seen by the Buddhists it's seen by the wise by the people who maybe understand or want to understand and learn so it's not you don't have to join a club for this <laughs> I love that and wouldn't you would you say that a Buddhist is a it's an oxymoron of a kind that you 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 would never call yourself that. No, I I don't. I just had a talk with a Dharma buddy um, where we were both uh, saying that we are not we 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 wouldn't say that. We we could say. I mean, otherwise we could. I was I was just <laughs> exactly. Like, you, you, you know, it's it. it's like uh, we were. Um, I, I was in a retreat with, uh, with Stephen Batchelor and with uh, Christina Feldman, and they were discussing it. And there were all the the people, the teachers, seven or eight teachers on stage, which were really still really kind of related to the tradition as well or to something, and who were Buddhists, and they were just doubting if they would call. And suddenly, Stephen Batchelor, who wrote books like Buddhism Without Belief and everything, he said, I would call myself a Buddhist. Like you know, who, 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 I, I mean, I'm practicing this since since uh, f- fifty years now. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm a Buddhist, and everyone was okay. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? I don't know. That's great. <laughs> are you, are you making your your parents uncomfortable? Do you think? No, um, not You're anymore. Okay by now, not <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. No, not, not anymore. anymore. What, what did they do? What kind of? This must have come as a complete shock to them. Well, there's uh, just my mom left. My my dad died quite uh, quite young. Oh, and I'm um, sorry. no, yeah, it's uh, it's almost uh, it's now in September thirty six years ago, I guess. Yeah, thirty oh. five oh. years, thirty five. Hmm. And uh, he was a doctor, a physician, and. Uh, my uh, my mom but my mom um yeah she was uh, of course uh, at the beginning when i said i go to india and uh, she was a little bit uh, concerned but that's normal i guess but uh is she I, catholic no 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 she's i grew up very in a in a very secular setting so my mm-hmm. my father wasn't really religious my mom was you can say against it you can say that clear clear opinion about the church and um, Mm -hmm. so no i mean i i was baptized and uh, i had my so protestant confirmation with 13 and but i mean we had to go to church every sunday for that so me it was just me so my parents woke me up and every Sunday in that time and said, oh, you have to go to church if you want to have mm-hmm. your confirmation, if you want to have the money from all the relatives, get yeah. up. Right. You were, were you Lutheran? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Lutheran, yeah. yeah. So was my yeah. mom's family before uh-huh. she converted to Judaism. Actually, mm-hmm. she was Lutheran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. Did, yeah. in, I, I had said to someone, a friend of mine, actually, or actually, no, I said to your sister-in-law, that for the like a, a rationalist like maybe someone like your like your mother or your father you know yoga is actually uh deeply materialistic in that you're looking at the material of all form and and examining it and for what it is and in that way it's not religious at all but it, it it's it, people look at it with such suspicion as religion, mm. Mm. and I'm, I'm so I'm wondering if mm. perhaps the the makeup of your parents contributed to your interest in in this examination. Well, I don't. This is the thing. Religion, or to talk about religion, it's about as well being precise with a with a, with the meaning of it. You know, what what is religious? Are we talking just about the institutionalized? 
um, thing. Many people say I'm spiritual but not religious and all this. I I like to have a broader definition of religion and this is just we are dealing with the big questions in life in and giving mm. giving it meaning or trying to give give meaning and uh, so birth uh, death how to be how to lead a good life and all those things and this broad religious um, um, definition which has been from I guess from the beginning of, of humankind with us this is uh, so can we really be unreligious mm. I don't know um, you know because we are all maybe maybe there are a few people who are not interested in the big questions in life but <laughs> in who, who they are or why they're here <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah, yeah. So, so for me yeah. it was like just a, a natural unfolding about okay there there there's a there's a question there's a question and i never uh stopped asking questions that's i mean did, that's, yeah did you start asking these questions when you were younger or did it come like later on well, I guess they, they came in waves. There were times where I, like in the college years, they were quite present and I read books about Buddhism and about religion. And then, uh, but yeah, I guess in this, in this time when I started yoga, something, yeah, it started. It started to come up more. It started to come, to come up more, yeah, yeah. And what was your experience... Um, like your first time when you went to India, into that cultural immersion, what was that like for you? It's, what was your first experience? It's not in? quite like a Lutheran. No, it's so no, different it, from it's, Germany. It's not, it's, well, it's, it's a different planet. It's definitely <laughs> a different planet. So my, my first time in India was Goa. And I, Goa. And I practiced with Rolf and Marcy in Goa oh, nice. for uh, for a couple of weeks and uh, that was great I mean that was India light to start with and mm. uh, did was... you think so did you think Goa was India light um, yeah you know there was a beach there was a little bit this still light uh, hippie but, culture but there, and yeah. but there's all of like... these like perverted Russians yes around. yeah Great. I found I mean, it. Yeah. I found it incredibly psychedelic. Goa, like to having lived in 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 Gokulam for years, I found it so intense in Goa that I couldn't stand it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I started there, and it was okay. It was good. I mean, it was like uh, Rolf had at that time the the little shallar in in the jungle. Close to the yeah. beach that That's and right. and it, was that, that in Kovalam? Yeah. No, not sorry. No, not no, Kovalam, no, not in Kovalam. Uh, in, Kandalam. Um, Kandalam. Yes, exactly, exactly. Kandalam, yeah. 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 He <laughs> moved <stick>. later. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, <laughs> later he moved, and I visit him again. Uh, yeah. After my first visit in Mysore, I went there for a couple of weeks to practice with him, and we got close. He was uh, he's he's German. He's a uh, yeah. He's a nice. He's a special guy. He's, a, he's yeah. very special. We had, we had, we had long, we had, we had long walks together, just the two of us with the dogs and everything. So it was, oh, uh, nice. it was. He was, um, and at that time he was playing the flute, and he couldn't. He he injured his thumb, and he couldn't play that kind of flute. And he asked me if I could maybe, when I'm back in Germany, uh, get him. A flute he could play and I did that and I sent it to him and one day it was really funny I had his, his voice on his mailbox where he said oh it came thank you so much and having Rolf on the mailbox it was a kind of a, an oxymoron as well like okay hi Rolf <laughs> <laughs> so. that's so nice yeah. and yeah. then did you go to Mysore from Goa uh, no not the first time Okay. I, 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 just, I guess I went to Mysore two years later then. 2012 was my first time in, in Mysore. But I did a really long and intense teacher training in Cologne. We had, uh, we had oh. a teacher there, Beate, who was uh, who's a Sanskrit oh, scholar sorry. now. And, she's, mm -hmm. uh, and she, she did her own 
translation of the sutras. She was it was a and it was a four year um, training, and uh, it was in Cologne, so it was really convenient. And after that, I went the first time to to Mysore. I want to ask you more about your your family, if you, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like uh, your mother's uh, position of being anti-religion was that in any way in, informed about the circumstances in Germany that that uh, that were involved in World War II, or or was it just a, a personal distaste? Do you think? I guess it was a personal distaste. It was just like, okay. especially against the Catholic Church, who lived uh, mm-hmm. a double standard things ah, sometimes, right. and yeah. Okay. But it's all about money and and yeah. so on. So she was, uh, yeah. She she said no. She she just didn't trust them, and she said that's not a religion for me. So yeah. more that, I guess. Yeah. And and so when I I think I must have have met you, your mother and, and all of your family at your wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, as uh, as I saw it, it was a uh, it was quite a Jewish wedding. It was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. did uh, did I? Uh, I wore a yarmulke and everything. Did you? Uh, did you have a? Did you convert? No, 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 no. You didn't convert, so you no. didn't have a brist either. Um, no, not that I are know. You cons- are you considering? <laughs> we, we, we we drank a lot at that wedding, but no. <laughs> Uh, I remember picking you up in the chair. You were so heavy. Yeah. But we like there were all these little little Jewish people, and we all lifted you up. We were so happy. Was... We were so proud of ourselves. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was fun. But but uh, I I have a little story to tell. Actually, that um, when you get it for the listeners at home, when you get a bris, what is left is uh, in Yiddish. Um, what's called a, a schmuck. Yeah. Now, in I, no. in I think I believe in in the German in Deutsch. Yeah. That means something different. Schmuck. Schmuck. Yeah. You, a person you don't like, and yeah. I I had heard once that schmuck is a German word for diamond. Really? Heard that. No. Yeah. Well, that's that's schmuck. That's schmuck. schmuck. Yeah. Schmuck. schmuck. Oh. Yeah, right. That's so different. You have to you have to picture the situation where all of these you, 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 these... you have to be really clear about that when you, next time you visit yeah, Germany schmuck. about schmuck right. and schmuck, you can really get yeah, in you do you. because you have to picture the situation where all of these <laughs> these goy uh, Deutschland um, people coming into the diamond merchants. Yeah. in in the the Jewish quarter <laughs> and saying, "Do you have any schmucks?" Okay. Yeah, schmucks. Okay. And it's like, no, no, we don't have schmucks what? here. There are no foreskins here, sir. No, out. Get out. There are no foreskins in this place. Mm-hmm. And only diamonds, only schmucks, sir. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. So no, you didn't you didn't do that. I were your were, were your family were they uncomfortable at all with the idea of you of you marrying a Jewish girl? No, absolutely not. They were not absolutely they, no. They they enjoyed the wedding. They enjoyed everything, the rituals, and they were really uh, fascinated and they loved it. Yeah. Do you think your mother has she ever had any interest in in what you're studying in the Buddhism or in the yoga? Well, yes, yeah, she had a one of her friends. She was a yoga or she is a yoga teacher, and they had every. First Monday, I guess, in in the month, they they met and they did meditation and uh, some yoga postures and all that. So she was she liked it, yeah, she, yeah. Neat, neat. Yeah. That's, that's so nice. My mother, she can't do. Um, she likes to do yoga. She likes to do shoulder stand. Mm-hmm. But she, every time she does a downward dog, she wants to throw up. She gets okay. sick to her stomach. Immediately nauseous. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I think it's because uh, she's she's like desecrating Christ or something. I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know don't what know. it is. You can't expose your anus to the sun god and not feel some guilt no. to Jesus. Yes. You know. So yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to what 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 year did you go to Mysore? Two thousand and 12? 12, you said. 2012, yeah. 2014. And how did you feel going there? Did you feel comfortable going to Mysore? 
Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was I wasn't sure if uh, if I would make it <laughs> through. <laughs> As I said, very not very flexible, and uh, and uh, yeah, I just I was this was a little bit the concern, but uh, Sharad was really nice, and I he's he uh, he adjusted me a couple of times. The first time, of course, how he's doing it when the people are new, and then uh, he he did something, and then he said, "Oh, it's like wrestling with a bear." So <laughs> and so, uh, but I guess uh, yeah, it was it was nice and it's uh, and it was very special, of course, being the first time in the in the shalar and the and the energy and all that. But it's true what what they are saying. It's it's special. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I didn't ever adjust you, did I? In the shalar? Oh, you would remember. I, because I'm, I'm, I remember Sharat sending me after some very large man, yeah, and him making me do the Maruchiyasana D with this very big man. Okay, and uh, and I thought, oh my gosh, was that Timo? Yeah. I think you guys would remember. Yeah, <laughs> I, I absolutely, you you would remember. How did you meet your wife there? Yeah, our, our friend. Yes, you did. I'm, I met Lara there. Yeah. How did how did the two of you meet? Tell us your romantic story. Um, yeah, how was that? I was I was <laughs> it was 2016, so it, four years ago, four years ago. Yeah, it's, oh. it's and uh, you know I was the whole time when I went to to Mysore, I was still working with agency or um, with my own company and. I really had to organize everything very well that I could go there and I had to organize my days there very, very well to, um, I got food delivered. I, you know, I worked a lot from there. I did my practice, but I didn't really show up um, mm. and so at other places, sometimes Santosha Cafe or something like that but not so much so i guess uh, it was quite hard to meet but we met through a friend through francis who was at the wedding as well and francis cole yeah francis cole jones yeah, how to wow francis yeah, yeah yes oh, thank you my she was my uh, my little <laughs> studio mate at guy's place we were we were very close okay uh, from those years yeah. yeah yeah so i guess she arranged something and uh, and uh, we we met in a cafe, and uh, we uh, we. Uh, but Lara didn't have so much time at at this uh, at this day, and we met in Santosha a couple of hours later, and then yeah, we start chatting and um, um, dating suddenly. And I never intended to go to to Mysore to India to date. It was just like you know, working and practicing. It was, and I was really in a good rhythm. It was good, and so suddenly that that girl appeared, and uh, we dated. Oh. We fell in love. This arrow struck. That's, but that's <laughs> yes. I honestly, that's really that's quite difficult because your story kind of mirrors ours. Yeah, and like making love all day and then going into practice the next morning is really quite hard. <laughs> <I think. laughs> It's really very difficult. It's I would argue that it's the most difficult thing I've ever had to do. Yeah. Yes. And that. And I mean, in my age as well. Yeah, <laughs> That's I, what I... I thought. The same. I thought the same, man. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Thanks I, to yoga. Um, thanks to yoga. I guess. Uh, yeah. Sting said a lot a... about that in the in his famous. Oh my god. Um, in his famous yeah, his Playboy. like eight-hour lovemaking yes. sessions. Yes. I was really like, oh, you haven't seen yeah. anything, man. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> it's, it's nothing compared to what I have to do. Sting. <laughs> Good lord. Oh. Yeah. Brutal. It's a brutal period in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Will you ever go back? <laughs> No, I would never do that again. Never, 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 never again. Okay. No, no. I, I won't say his name, but we actually we went down to um, the um, the the little man that sells chocolate. Yeah, the Mr. chocolate Mr. man. Mr. 
Mr. Chocolate Man. Mr. Trupti. Mr. Trupti. And we went. That's just the name of We went into Mr. Trupti. That's not his actual name. And we saw an old, old friend of ours who was also actually old. And we knew that he had a kind of a younger, new girlfriend that he had just met. Uh And he was getting. He was. He was. We walked up to him and said, Hey, friend. Well, (laughs) well met. And he stood up and he had male virility power, powder in his hand. And I was like, ah, oh, yes. Uh. <laughs> you are also suffering. Okay. <laughs> was that the last one? It was. It was the last <laughs> one. I was like, ah. Oh. smacked my head. and like, ah, oh, oi, okay. <laughs> But that union turned out to be a happy union. And now you yeah. have a beautiful daughter. Well, yeah, she's she's the best. She's she's the best of both of us. She's she's yeah. good looking like her father and has a ah, strong like the mother. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And what? Uh, how do you think like the practice of yoga or the mindfulness has helped direct your parenting or helped even you transition from being like a single young man to being <laughs> well that was a long we are, i had a long we time not, to, that was yeah to prepare for that <laughs> from the young man to, no, um, to the middle-aged man <laughs> well yeah i mean it's uh, of course immensely it's uh, it's uh, it's all about being mindful and the and everything we are doing and this quality of being present, being aware, mm-hmm. and being curious about what how she's doing, how she's developing curiosity is a, is a huge part in in mindfulness as well. Comes mm-hmm. as I'm a little bit obsessed sometimes with the roots of the words. It comes from from uh, uh, the Latin word also means to care, so curiosity mm-hmm. and oh, care nice. and. Oh, so yeah, it's um, so it's yeah, it, of course immensely. It's it's totally different quality of life, being aware, mm-hmm. being bringing, befriending the moment, being with all your kindness and everything present for the one mm-hmm. you love. It's yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's not I, it's not every time, but uh, yeah, it's, no, <laughs> yeah. I I was driving a couple weeks ago and someone flipped me off on the road. Mm. I was not driving well. <laughs> and, um, and I smiled to myself because I could see that I was going to have a wave of feelings. And I was looking forward yeah. to it. I was like, I'm going to feel rage and anger yeah. and then embarrassment yeah. and shame. And then I'm going Just to someday it. turn it... Yeah, yeah, just watching it. I could. Yeah. I was looking feeling forward. it, feeling yeah, feeling it in the body where it is, and exactly. And then you see how impermanent it is, and it's the career of this emotion is suddenly over. And you said, "Okay, I didn't have yeah. to stop and beat that guy up." No, it becomes a fun story to to tell on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, that's yeah, <laughs> that's its sole purpose. That's a, I risked that that woman's life for this. <laughs> Before you have a child, you yeah. have many hours to practice often during the day. Yeah. Or it seems like you have many hours, many more hours. And then now you have a child and also a spouse. With and a spouse, yeah. she does everything though, right? No, yeah. you yeah. two are very balanced, I think, Is in it? your child care and That's your sharing of things. That's not yeah. true. Too much. Yes, I'm... I'm... <laughs> One of those guys who are really, yeah. You're very involved. I am. Yeah. 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 How does that work in your life and in your practice? Well, there are sacrifices. (laughs) Yeah, tell us. I mean, we we hear a lot from mothers, but we don't often hear from fathers. So I think, you know, it's a a true curiosity. Well, most of our fathers are absent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... Just like today, I I slept um, most of the night next to Hannah on the floor next to her crib because she was oh. quite a little bit unstable tonight. And as Lara is 
doing the the live streaming in the morning. She's getting up at five, so it's 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 my turn. Sometimes she's doing it as well, but tonight it was like I did it, and then uh, yeah, I mean you're waking up with this sweet little girl next to you, and this is beautiful. <laughs> it's really yeah. just like, and she wakes up, says Papa. She asks for Mama, and then it's um, so I have her the first two hours in the morning, and uh, then usually. Lara takes over and I have to work. I still have some business to do with Germany. So this is the time where I'm trying to connect with the people in Germany, overseas. And uh, then, um, yeah, sometimes, so when I'm really lucky, I'm waking up at five as well and I'm doing my practices, which is starting with a sitting practice. And then depending on the time I... I have till uh, Hannah wakes up. I do some some asanas, mm-hmm. and um, nice. yeah, and uh, yeah. Then then we are just uh, throwing her back and forth. You know, when <laughs> it's like uh, you you have to do it because I have a, a Skype call, a Zoom call now. You please, I need. So it's a little bit. We try to have certain hours so these hours in mm. the morning, two, maybe two hours for me, then we are uh, having lunch together or doing another kind of workout or something if you have the time. And then in the afternoon, everyone just like maybe one and a half hour me, one and a half hour her, and we're trying to work and incorporate. It's, mm. it's, but yeah, this is the theory and sometimes it's mm. completely so different. Maybe we'll learn to fly, really. Yes, yes, she's, <laughs> she's, she's, she's uh, yeah, she's, <laughs> but it's, it's, I mean, yeah, those times are just crazy right now, and we have to go through, through it somehow, yeah. and it's, yeah, and, 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 and enjoying, <laughs> and enjoying the ride with it, it's, it's yeah. stressful, it's a lot, and it's, uh, there's a lot of things we sacrifice, but there's a lot we get, and being mm-hmm. joyful with everything, yeah, I mean, just before this, uh, this uh, um, our podcast here, I was I had her for because Lara had a talk with Lululemon and she was on the on the phone with them, and I had her for one hour and she wasn't really up to uh, she she pooped you could see it she, she yeah. like, <laughs> and she has a new slide and she couldn't stop sliding and i said okay what let's slide together in the pool oh. you know <laughs> well she was in a dive you know yeah, but it's like you know yeah come yeah. on let's enjoy yeah. this and mom mom can change the diaper after me <laughs> because i got serious business to do now yeah so, yeah yeah yeah, it's why women like, you know, a humorous man is that they will play with the child. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it 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 is a lot to balance, I'm sure, but it's a it is a joy as you say and I'm I'm sure that that uh, your practices help you a lot to maintain sanity and presence <laughs> yeah of course i mean i i don't know how the people are coming through it without having a kind of practice like like this it's uh, it i it seems that it, all the years prepared me for you know other things who are going on right now i'm not talking about this beautiful family i'm, I'm talking about all the crisis we are having out there and how yeah. we are yeah. just going through this and uh, the practice is is gold for that it's, it's is it is it familiar to you from what you you learned growing up or hearing stories from your grandparents in, in Germany what's going on in the United States does it seem very familiar well yeah I mean you know I'm the generation who really grew up really strongly educated about what happened in that time yeah. so we were right. taught we were taught really everything we we visited the concentration camps with the classes and uh, in school yeah. and we we did a lot sometimes even too much that it was that we 
really said, okay, now maybe just let's go to another topic because it was really, it was present all the time. Yeah. And if you learn this and if you see uh, some things here now, we are just watching that show uh, Immigration Nation on Netflix and where you oh, can yeah. see, where you can see how law enforcement uh, and the people who that you're just setting the right people into the right positions and then things can happen mm -hmm. depending mm -hmm. to the law there i don't i can't i, I would never um really compare it with what happened in germany but you can see the the, the subtle structures of that you know and that people are right that that's... that that the system builds some yes some some uh, discrimination discrimination and, and, and it's a nation to, built to, to, on yeah. Yeah, it's a nation built on slavery and the institutions of slavery pervade every aspect of american culture yeah that i mean this is a thing i really had to learn uh in a crash course like um uh class here the last mm -hmm. three years I, you know this mm -hmm. was we we have of course our issues in Germany as well, but this special kind of yeah of racism and uh, this is something which I really uh, yeah I had to to learn you, to see. You know, I, and I, I'm still I'm I mean I'm still of course learning. I lost a, a a lot of family um, in World War Two. Mm. They were unfortunately Hungarian, and as oh. you you might know the. The Hungarians were enthusiastic in giving up their Jews to the concentration camps. Mm. And so we lost, I think, 98% of that family. Uh, yeah. And all that was left was um, my, uh, uh, my bro really my brother's grandmother, but uh, uh, Grandma Fruchter, who came mm. over. Um, one of the things that you find uh, in, in the, the temples in um, the synagogues in the, in the United States, and I think you, you recognize this, I'm sure, mm. is that there's still so much inherited PTSD and inherited trauma mm, yeah. from that event yeah. that on any given you know, Saturday, you can walk into a temple and people are still talking about it. The rabbi will, is still talking about it and still reminding people of, of uh, Hitler. Yeah, and it's it's really it's unnerving. Um, and I I know one girl actually who who was going to become an art historian and like, but if you're going to study art history, you have to learn German as a language because mm -hmm. so much mm -hmm. of the the good scholarship is German, and she's really struggled, like she really struggled with that. Mm. Like I I don't know if I can learn German. I think this is, and which I under I understood. Mm. Um, I, do you, are you finding that your your in laws now? Do, you're such a beautiful man, and your family was so sweet and nice. I'm, but did they also did they receive you? Did you feel do you feel received? Well, yeah, very much, and in a way that is uh, beyond everything. It was it's uh, of course I had mixed feelings and uh, meeting them uh, the first time and. The first thing they said, and this is really that brings almost tears in my eyes, they said, oh, your German accent reminds us of our grandparents or of our parents. Oh, and, of course. Yeah. And so it's, they were really happy to hear that and getting this reconnection. Um, mm. And it was beautiful. And I was the whole um, Jewish community, Lara's parents are living in a really big um community many friends and everyone and they had really horrible stories for sure and yeah. they were all so so heartful and so open that it's uh, it's incredible it's yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh. Mm. i i wonder also if if you could offer our listeners or offer us any any counsel on on how to heal from something like world war ii as a as a culture because i think i feel like in america we're still in the civil war from mm. 1863 we never we never healed from it and we're still as fractured 
and bipolar a nation as East and West Germany or East and West Berlin. Mm. And I, I feel there's, there's, it's impossible even to talk to someone who wears the, the, red, the red color. Mm-hmm. What do we do? Well, that's a big question. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's an ongoing process. And it's about, for me, it's about building healthy communities and, uh, and talking and uh, and helping each other it's a, like the sangha aspect in the in the buddhist and maybe yogic world as well this these building spiritual friends and helping each other we are uh, we are capable to help us with the compassion with with uh, with meta and with everything which is really inherently in us and uh, letting this out and going out and talking and helping is the things we can do I think. and is there something uh in like you mentioned meta so you know what kind of meta practice could somebody uh, engage in like is there something that we could do just individually in our own practice if we're you know doing some asana and then sitting for maybe even five minutes every day what what should we do to internally cultivate meta within ourselves for maybe other people or people that we feel hostility or resentment against or um you know we feel are doing an, an injustice in the world or so, you know all those difficult people <laughs> yeah i mean the um i remember one one question in a retreat to a teacher of mine and there was something uh, that that participant said she's she said i guess yeah i i practiced uh, the meta meditation now for one week but i i don't feel the compassion and <laughs> he, he he and he 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 said uh, and that was so clear and direct he said you don't have to feel it just be it and mm-hmm. um you know this this mm. going out and being friendly being kind being compassionate this this really this this setting the intention of being kind into action and in, in smiling and holding the door for someone in in these little encounters and making this this a practice hmm. this is for me the 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 yeah whether how you say it whether whether rubber meets the road in our yes. and, <laughs> in our encounters and being it even hmm. on a bad day just consciously saying giving the attention of having a nice talk having a a smile on it and letting this go out in the world this is um this is a practice we can of course sitting and doing the our our formal sitting meta meditation is is beautiful but we should go on from that and being active with with mm-hmm. these values and this is yeah i mean just really being it that's, yeah. that's that bhavana that you were yes cultivating about. there there mm-hmm. we have the, the yeah the cultivation again the bringing into life bringing into being yeah bringing into yeah. life yeah. yeah you know it's interesting i'm having a, a picture in my mind of, of sitting on my on my yoga mat or sitting on my meditation cushion and i'm i'm alone and i'm practicing and if I go into my into my new Porsche, which I, I hope will arrive soon, oh yeah, the the if I go into the so Porsche and I'm listening, you know, I'm I'm listening uh, to my almond brothers and I'm concentrating on one point, you know, I'm practicing, but it is in the encounter with the other that we that this is really where the rubber meets the road, as you said, like this. That's, then we become no longer single, but we are now with the other and we have to somehow see ourselves in them and merge with them or else we are still isolated. Yeah, exactly. So that's why, the, you know, the three, refuge, the three refugees in Buddhism, the, the refuge to the Buddha, to, 
to the Sangha and to the Dharma, the, the Sangha is a very, very important place to learn to grow to, if not the, the most important of all of them. We are social beings and we have to, uh, yeah, we have to live that. I like um, this idea also, what you've both been saying, because the yoga being union, you know, sometimes mm. I think we get a little too uh, self-centered and self-absorbed. And we think that like our yoga practice is really about us uniting with some, some higher self, which of course, yes, it is, or, you know, it's something very solo and very isolated, but, but really when you come face to face with the other or another, right? yeah. Yeah. it's, it's really the two. And then the yoga is how do they become one? Yeah. Right. How do you become together in like a harmonious relationship? How do you find harmony within that connection between the you and another person, right? Yeah, yeah. Or even between you and your environment, as you were saying, or you and the teachings or, you know, whatever. It's, it's really trying to create that union in all aspects. And in all aspects. sometimes it... Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to kind of do when you're alone because you're not confronted with anyone or anything that you don't like or you disagree with. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's why I don't answer the door anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, one friend in in um, in Mysore, he just said, "Oh yeah, I'm. I, I just came all the way here with the with the scooter honking every way to the side, and now I'm." folding my hands and standing on my yoga mat and singing Om Shanti Shanti, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, mm. yeah, it's, it's a way to the yoga mat and as well, maybe to consider mm. it. This. I love yeah. that. Well, we're really looking forward to the retreat that we will be teaching with you. And yeah. Laura. Yes. That's coming up the first weekend of October, October 2nd to the 4th. Mm -hmm. And tell that's, us... That's what everyone says, is that in the retreats, they prefer the other gentleman, the, the big one, Timo. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's I'm... so nice. Yeah. The, the... <laughs> we don't like that little guy, but the, the big one's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh, we, we we had a really great retreat. I, we I, did. We, it was it really was so much fun. Yeah, and I'm looking forward. Um, to, there were so many more to, drug references than I expected. Yeah, in our last, in our last one. Yeah, was, is that me? Is that what I'm bringing to the table? That's, is the constant? Yeah, yeah. the constant reference. <laughs> yeah. My dad used to sell drugs in Germany, by the way, I, I should tell yeah? you. Yeah, he was Where? caught. He was, um, of course, he was at the army base. Um, I think Dusseldorf, maybe. Okay, yeah. But then, um, but then he was just traveling around on his, uh, on his motorcycle, his Harley Davidson, and just mm -hmm. wherever he could find uh, American servicemen, he, he would sell them drugs. Opium. Okay. Uh, hash. Hash, hash oh. from uh, Morocco. Oh, that yeah. He had smuggled in uh -huh. to Germany. And then he was finally captured and uh, sent home. And his father, was, my grandfather, was very, very angry with it. <laughs> but uh, he tells this, this great story that he was, uh, he was in front of the magistrate in Germany. I don't know where he was. I don't know if it could have been Cologne for all I know. Okay. Yeah. And um, he, he had a lawyer that would speak English to him and then speak German to the judge. <laughs> but no one knew that my dad is completely fluent in German. Okay. Wow. He's a perfect, he's a perfect uh, uh, Deutsch. He's perfect Deutsch. And okay. uh, it's always sort of a weird thing that I grew up with that my dad would just speak German at any point. And, and um, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, and then he he could hear that they were doing a a secret pact in German that they were not doing in English. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he did what he could. But in the end, he was deported, and that was it. Nineteen seventy-three, I think. Nineteen seventy-two. Seventy-two. My yeah. Been, yeah. My year of birth. 
So ah, okay, yeah. Ah, that explains that a explains lot. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, and 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 did I, he come back? Did he come back, or is he? Is, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think he was allowed back. Okay. But it does. He, you know, you are big like him. That's funny. Uh huh. huh. That's so interesting. <laughs> I'm not so big. I have to look into the mirror. Maybe Sue makes me bigger. That, I guess that's it. It's just your resemblance to my father has always been sort of peculiar. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Long lost brothers here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, it is a real pleasure to have your friendship. And I'm yes, really, I'm very grateful to make yeah. your acquaintance. Yes. And I look forward to a long life together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have to, when this madness is a little bit over, you have to come and visit us here in our new yeah. new place. It's beautiful here. So it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It but gorgeous. the the, um, the retreat is the next thing. So we... Yes, we have some things together. Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna be leading us through some meditations, and you're also gonna be speaking about early Buddhism. Yeah. Well, yeah, I thought maybe going to one of the core original texts about uh, mindfulness and meditation, the Satipatthana Sutta, would be a nice thing to just have a little bit theoretical approach, and then bringing these theories into action which means sitting and maybe um, walking meditation and uh, yeah having a little bit background about the origins of mindfulness as it is that would be fantastic as it is uh, as it is taught in the early buddhist teachings yeah yeah no yeah, yeah, last time you taught the seated meditation with the walking meditation, it was like a transcendental experience for me. Wow. I really felt like transported completely, like completely transcended my mind. It was it was Amazing. very powerful. Wow. I could not I was actually wow. quite blown away by it. I was so in a different Hmm. Yeah, a completely different plane, a different trance, like kind of, I don't know, it was, it was really amazing. So, wow. yeah, let's do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give my best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Timo, for joining yeah. us today. We're so pleased that you took the time out of your busy day. I know. Too. Thank you so much. That was real fun. That was real Don- fun. Danke schön. Oh, yeah. Wunderbar. Bitte schön. Danke schön. Bitte schön. Yeah. Danke schön. Bitte schön. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank that was, you. That was a great experience. Thanks for listening to this episode of Finding Harmony. With me, your host, Harmony Slater. You can find out more information on my website, harmonyslater.com. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Standing in eternity's shadow Watching the breaking waves There's a heart with